Heaven knows exactly what you're going through and has a plan to bring you a greater victory than you are imagining. My family's life story is a demonstration of the choice of God when our very existence seemed completely impossible. Thanks for joining us on Life Journeys, a podcast about thriving through the worst pain that life brings. With global initiatives threatening big changes to our way of life, we're going to need to activate Jesus' words about mountain-moving faith. Words That Work is the ongoing series on life journeys that is rooted in releasing revelational words of faith that will work every time and with everyone. It's about moving the mountains that keep us from the presence and goodness of God. It's about defining our life purpose and identity through encountering Him. Until we have the power to move the obstacles that are destroying our liberty and hope, Jesus announced me to my father before I was born when he and my mother were in an impossible situation. They were childless for 17 years. Mom had been institutionalized for years. Them being parents was about as far from their thinking as you could get. My dad had pretty much lost hope and resigned himself to living as a widower. It was doubtful that they would ever be a family together again. About the farthest thing from his mind was actively hoping that he would ever have a child. But one night, Jesus showed up in his hotel room in a vision. There my dad saw me in a cradle in front of the Savior. No matter the odds, just like Elizabeth and Zacharias being childless, heaven showed up and announced a coming birth. When I think about it, I hardly dare make the comparisons. But every child is a work of heaven beyond mere biology, and to be chosen to be born from a man and wife who were childless for this long and now faced a destitute future, it was amazing, and I shouldn't minimize it. How would I feel if my wife had been taken from me because of a brain disorder and declared unfit to live in society? Going to work every day, year after year, had surely relegated my father to live alone forever. Or should he just get a divorce and leave? Many have separated for far less reasons. He would have to consider that the alternative would most likely be a lonely life of working, drinking, hating God, and feeling hopeless. You see, he blamed the church for loneliness. He blamed God for taking his wife from him. How could a loving God allow such a thing? But I was chosen to exist. I was announced by heaven to a man unworthy to receive anything from God. He wasn't a Christian, ever. Then one night, Jesus just showed up. You're going to have a son. What amazing grace that displayed the sovereign choice of God. Today, I have to acknowledge that the only reason for my existence is that there is a God. Furthermore, He is a God who chooses people. Many are called, the Bible says, but few are chosen. I was chosen to live and also be born again. Like my father, I was not serving God. I worked in the mines like my dad. 
I had served in the military for four years, and now I was living on five acres out in the country just a few miles from the mines. I had no expectations of anything except trying to build a life after the service and enjoy the outdoors and my wife and daughter. But I was also a drinker. The last thing I expected on this Sunday night after watching the Vikings play football was to do anything but continue to fight off a fierce hangover. Again, just as with my father, God showed up in the room. The presence of the Holy Spirit was so real that he left no doubt that he was there for me. It's very humbling yet overpowering when you realize that your Creator has really come calling. My dad experienced it two nights in a row before he made a decision that changed the course of his life, his wife's, and of course, mine. It may have been many years ago now, 73 years for my father and nearly 50 for me, and yet the facts of his appearing cannot be changed with the passage of time. I am here for a reason that was ordained at the throne of God. I know my life exists to tell the world that there is a God and that He chooses people. My birth was miraculous, and my second birth the night I was born again was also a miracle. Many, many times since then, God has showed up in my room to speak to me, lift me up, sometimes chastise me, and always to encourage me. So I know this. Every time God is speaking to me, His words are couched in the encouraging, comforting hope and direction of His grace. If what I am sensing is filled with condemnation and harsh judgment and torment, I know it's not from God. I recognize His voice and His touch, and it always brings the power to do and to be whatever He is asking. That, too, is the choice of God. I am because He is, and I am called to be a reflection of who He is. Yet it has been so hard to realize and remember that He is the one that gives life and gives the power to live that life. This world lies in darkness and we feel its sting every single day. Without the bread of life filling us every day, we find ourselves believing that our lives are defined, shaped, and subject only to that darkness. Sorrow over problems like my dad had for years can easily cause a person to think God hates him or doesn't exist or could care less to take notice. But then, when you least expect it, God can show up. My family demonstrates that God's salvation itself is an election or choice of God alone, apart from any works done by man. It demonstrates that we are saved by grace and not by choices of our own making or by our own works. Even my daughter's miraculous births reflect that. Their existence has come from the very initiative of God. He made that clear to me one Saturday night, very late, as I bowed in prayer at the church I was pastoring. From his word given to me that night, the very next day, We had a visitation from heaven that resulted in my two youngest girls' births. Their very existence says, God alone chooses to bless us. It is not of our doing. 
The Bible says, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us under the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Many are called, but few are chosen. Jesus said that. He has chosen his followers, his church. They too are part of the purpose of election. The Greek word for the elect and for the church comes from the same Greek root, ek or ek, meaning origin. The elect are not of a national, racial, or religious designation. They refer to no human designation. They are all, by necessity of Christ's work, to build his ecclesia, part of the church, whether they be Jew, Gentile, denominational, or otherwise. They are elected, chosen, and called out by God out of every tribe and tongue and nation. Does the church therefore replace Israel? No such doctrine is represented in Scripture, for God will honor his covenant promise to Israel. They are a kind of firstfruits of redemption for all people. Jesus was sent to them first. His disciples were all Jews. Paul was a Jew. And in this realization, God will always give them the honor of first chosen ones. Now listen, God chose me as a witness to tell you that he also wants to choose you. That's the only way you can be saved and have eternal life. When you accept and receive the truth of Christ because you have faith, it changes you. Jesus is the way that God's choice is realized and activated. I've said many times that hard circumstances can be the canvas on which God paints the revelation of himself. Impossible situations are sometimes the only way that a supernatural God can be revealed to us. Don't despair. Heaven knows exactly what you are going through and has a plan to bring you a greater victory than you are imagining. So don't settle for second best. Don't settle for what men can do. God's got bigger plans for you. Eternal plans. Your life is about far, far more than this short mist called life on earth. Your life is chosen to be defined by far more than anything you could ever accomplish or that any man could ever do for you. God creates life, and he can surely keep what he has made. And I have found that when this world and this body of mine rises up to try to finish me off, it only causes me to press in deeper into the life of God. Now, this shouldn't shock you. The first time I was struck down and spent weeks seeking God, his life became so real to me that one day I learned what it was like to have a man lying dead at my feet and command him to come back. And he did. I've told that story before, and maybe you can look it up, but the reality is this. The choice of God on a person's life has far more power than most people realize. If you believe God, it's because He is the author of your faith. He revealed Himself to you. God's choice is always and only a revelation. It's beyond the scope of human capacity, and it's based on resurrection power. 
It's founded upon a love that will love the most unlovely among us. It's established upon complete and utter forgiveness. That's because it's the choice of God. Salvation is not a beauty contest. It's not an IQ test, nor is it a reward for good deeds done. Dad was a drinker and a violent man. As the foreman on a blasting crew, he would drive around the church threatening to blow it up. The destruction of his life with his wife looked like God's wrath poured out on him, but it was just a setup to display the amazing grace of God. My worst in life is only a setup to display God's best at the right time. God comes to me often with his manifested presence. It's a testament to his love, for I am very aware that I am unworthy. I can't let this frail body of flesh even dare to try to dominate, master, and control my countenance. The glory of God reflects who I am becoming from glory to glory, the Bible says. One day he simply said to me, When you're experiencing my presence, you're experiencing your life. How in the world can I even dare to let my earthly circumstances determine my sense of victory? The Bible reveals that life is defined by God's glory, and that I and you too can live in a place where death can't go. This world doesn't define who or what we are. This is God's will and His choice. Let's get so filled up with the revelation of God's choice that our soul can help but experience His presence. You can unlock the presence of God in your life. There are revelation principles that remove the mountains, keeping us from joy, hope, peace, and purpose when our world gets turned upside down. Look for these words that work with Pastor Hardica as he shares what has helped him when life got hard. And don't forget to check out his book, The Fortress and the Firebrand, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thanks for listening to Life Journeys. Find new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you're new to this series, it begins with the September 16th episode. Don't despair. Heaven knows exactly what you are going through and has a plan to bring you a greater victory than you are imagining. So don't settle for second best. Don't settle for what men can do. God's got bigger plans for you. Eternal plans. <laughs>